In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to be the very best dog owner your dog could ever wish for. And on that, we are talking tummy troubles. (laughs) (laughs) And that is, that That was not planned. And so what we're talking about is your dog's tummy is upset. What do you do about it? Is there anything to do? Is there any way that you can help them out? And it's a common problem. It is a common problem. Um, And the thing is, actually, there's a lot you can do. Mm. And there's also a point where you do need to maybe um, get some extra help. Um, And so I think it's important that we maybe run through um, exactly um, what you can do at Mm. home and what you maybe can observe, um, but also um, when it maybe needs some more attention. And I think it's important. Like Tom says, this is a common problem. This is something that most dogs will go through uh, multiple times throughout their life um, at some point. And actually, there's a lot you can do about it, both to prevent it... And also, uh, if you do have an episode, then actually there's lots of things you can do to make your life and your dog's life a lot easier. Absolutely. And so um, first things first, should you care if your dog doesn't quite have a solid stool? Well, the answer is yes, you should. Because um, first of all, a happy stool indicates a happy gut. And the thing about a happy gut is that a happy stool, a happy gut equals a happy brain, which in turn impacts their behavior. And we could talk all day about that. But the reality is that um, the the stool output that your dog is giving you is a really good indication of overall general wellness. It's a really good indication of gut wellness. And actually, there's massive links between the gut and the brain and subsequent behavior. So really, it is something that you want to do something about. It's something that you want to help your dog out with. And as you've probably noticed, you know, sometimes the stool can be impacted by your dog's behavior. Your dog could be really excited or really worried about something or have had a really exciting walk and all of a sudden they get kind of a loose stool as a result of that. And I think the thing that probably is indicated here as well or or something that we both do, you'll notice, we notice, right? Mm. And I think that as much as no I think some um, people might think we're crazy. Uh, Mm. Actually noticing what your dog does and what comes out of them is important as a general um, day-to-day dog owner to observe, no, you don't need to become obsessed. No, you don't need to become paranoid. No, you don't need to uh, go out with a fine tooth comb. But Mm. actually just having a general day-to-day awareness of it, I think is quite useful. Neither Tom nor I, I think, are completely paranoid about this, but neither Mm. are we um, completely oblivious of it either. So I think having a general understanding of it is quite useful. Absolutely. And if you want kind of more information about 
about how the gut and the brain influence each other and how this can be impacting your dog's behavior. If you head over to a-ok9.com and head to the knowledge base, um, there's a really cool quiz that you can do as well on there. Um, and um, the knowledge base will have blogs on actually what is going on and what's the science behind what we're talking about. Now, your dog could have a kind of a loose stool, a bit of a dodgy tummy for a number of different reasons. It could be impacted by their arousal level, as we've talked about. It could be that they've got something else so going on. I'm going to give an example, Tom. I've just come back from a major, major event. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, um, one of the dogs that we traveled with had never been before. Mm-hmm. And actually, on the first day, they had a slightly upset tummy. Now, that's completely unusual for them. Yep. Um, and so what I would say is that's the sort of thing that I would notice. We're at a huge event, yep. sort of thousands thousands and thousands of thousands of people, thousands of dogs, you could rush to the conclusion that actually your dog had picked something up, but actually it happened within about... I don't know, four or five hours of being there. Mm. Actually, for me, this was quite indicative of arousal has kicked in here. Yeah. We're a little excited. Yeah. We're a little stretched. Uh, actually, there's a lot going on. There's a lot to take in. Maybe mm. this is my sort of awareness here of what I can do to safeguard their bucket and also whether I can support it in any way. Mm. I think this is something to, to acknowledge, actually, where does it come from? Yeah, absolutely. Next reason why you might have is what, what us vets call um, dietary indiscretion, where your dog eaten something outside of their you know their, their their normal diet that might be something that we've given them or something that they've found and uh, that is causing them to have a bit of a loose stool a, a very similar occasion uh, being away always being away brings you new challenges mm-hmm. uh, blink managed to uh, steal a good couple of kilos of food through mm-hmm. the bars of her crate she's in a crate in the vehicle the crate in the middle of the vehicle had food in it she decided that she would pull all of that food into her crate mm-hmm. and keep mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Uh, and that was quite a lot of food mm-hmm. and so for her it wasn't even that she ate something different she just ate way too much yeah absolutely and so again you're going to get an impact on the stool potentially now um the third reason is this is kind of a big kind of lumping lots of different things together is that your dog could have some kind of um gut struggle that you want to discuss with your vet right you know there are there are things that that are are a result of arousal or things that are a result of a bit of you know dietary indiscretion but then there are also some conditions that can cause your dog to have loose stools and you're going to want to work with with a team uh, as a team with your vet in order to work on those because there's so much that can be done to made better to be made better and i know a lot of you are thinking uh, when you hear the the word vet you think you immediately think kind of invasive procedures the reality is that when it comes to gut struggles that really isn't the case and it's not something to be um, ignored it's something that you can work on and in turn it'll probably help your dog's behavior as well and like Tom said it really is something you don't ignore you acknowledge yeah. these things that doesn't mean you just you need to stress over it it doesn't mm. need to mean you panic over it or yeah. you get worried about it actually just acknowledge it i think yeah. is a start right tom absolutely now next thing that we want to talk to you about in this episode is actually how you can best assess your dog as to how this is affecting them and the first thing is overall energy levels if you're if your dog's kind of looking lethargic looking tired sleeping more um, then that would be an indication maybe they need some extra support from the vet and the interesting thing is here you really will notice this yeah. you know like you know yeah. if they're like lethargic mm-hmm. for me that's the biggest thing to notice yeah next up is are they looking uncomfortable are they looking a little bit hunched are they trying finding it difficult to um, find a comfortable position that might suggest that they've got abdominal pain tummy pain um, and in turn um, again that might be an indication that we need some extra help 
Third, and this is just a good kind of dog owning thing to do anyway, um, is to actually have a little, um, put, put your thumb against their, their gums and feel, are the gums nice and moist? Are the, the gums, you know, wet or are they a little bit sticky? Like you, you know, they, it's almost like your thumb kind of gets stuck to them a little bit when, when you press on them. Are they completely dry? This is a really good indication of whether the, the hydration status of your dog. And so it, if you, if your dog has a loose stool and it's really loose, then they're losing water, losing fluid in that in that stool, and therefore, if they're not able to compensate for that, if it's kind of at a level where they can't drink enough to be able to um, compensate for that, then you'll often find that their gums might be sticky or tacky when you when you put your thumb on them. Again, that would be an indication as to whether we need to go to the vet or not. And you can generally see that as well. You know, when you can you can see they look that way. Yeah. It's just something that looks off. Right? Yeah. it looks off. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, um, they because, look dry. And, and if your dog isn't overly comfortable with you handling their gums, I was working with a vet yesterday who um, was insistent that she was going to look in this dog's mouth and this dog was insistent that she was not going to look in this dog's mouth. And um, I just kind of said, like, like, you can see it's not right, right? Mm. Like, don't, we don't need to, um, it was a, a client's dog and um, rather than force the situation, mm. actually, um, it was um, better to actually, you could, you could assess it really mm. from, from just looking at the dog. Yeah, absolutely. So um, they're the kind of ways that... That, that you might measure or consider or, or that will help you to um, to make decisions on your dog. Now, then what you really want to do is think about how we can stop this cycle because the challenge is, is if your dog has a loose stool, that represents an, an unhappy stool um, and in turn the gut isn't happy. Now the problem is is that by the, the nature of having a loose stool, your dog having a bit of diarrhea, actually that will inflame the gut further and you can find that this persists long after the uh, you know the initial high arousal that was causing your dog to, to go that way. And so you want to rescue that stool. You want to try, you, you need to do something to make that stool look better, which in turn isn't just going to make it look better and easier to pick up Uh, but also what it's going to do is help that gut to actually heal and calm down so the key is that we need to rescue that stool we need to take that stool from unhappy to happy because that is going to allow the that gastrointestinal tract to heal and that's exactly what we do we give our dog something that helps to firm up that stool that's full of binders that's full of kind of toxin trapping um, toxin trapping supplements that's full of probiotics so that effectively we're saying hey stool heal hey gastrointestinal tract heal let's rescue you and that's why we developed Rescue K9. Now, the cool thing about Rescue K9 um, for um, a small breed would have up to half a packet, mm-hmm. um, a medium breed, um, one one of these sachets, and you actually yeah. get um, a pouch of sachets, which yeah. is which is really really cool um, when you're maybe having a situation like this. For my yeah. dogs, this has definitely saved me when I'm out and about on the road, when I'm traveling, mm-hmm. and when I'm maybe in a situation yeah. where it's less than ideal, and it's like a first um, sort of call mm-hmm. um, that I can do immediately and feel like I, I've done that and there's nothing that's in there that's bad right Tom there's nothing yeah. that could could harm no. um, that if anything it's only ever going to be able to soothe absolutely and there you know there's an energy source for those gastrointestinal cells within each sachet of rescue canine that really helps to to support that process that the gut has to go through every time your dog has a loose stool so the key is that if we can make the picture look better at the other end 
then actually that is in turn helping the insides so as well. It's indicative of what's happening inside. Yeah. What is coming out is indicative of what's going on inside. Yeah. So I can tell you now, in Blink ate way too much food only a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. What was coming out was not so pretty. Yeah. Did not sound great. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This really did sort her out in, in just a couple of sachets. Now, yeah. importantly, I think, is that actually uh, these are things you can take with you. It is portable. It is something that's yeah. easily stored. I would just add it to their daily food. If they're on kibble, I would scatter it on the kibble. If mm-hmm. they are um, on raw, I just mixed it in with Blink's, um, Blink's food. Yeah. Um, if you want to add maybe a bit of water to your to your meal, then you can do just to make it more palatable yeah. um, for them. The, the key is getting something like that into them yeah. um, it, fairly quickly. Absolutely. And that's really the kind of fast support. That's the, you know, immediate, let's rescue this storm. And it's an immediate, um, I suppose, response to a bad storm yeah. as well. So this is like an episode. Yeah. You've had an episode of this. This is not like a day-to-day thing. Mm. This is not something that when I when I buy a, a pouch of sachets of these, it's not something I need to give them daily. This mm. is something that I use in an episode. Yeah, exactly. And then what we've got to consider is how frequently is your dog having these episodes of loose stools because some dogs they're they're going to have a a more sensitive gut than others whether it's sensitive to their arousal levels whether it's sensitive to maybe what is in their diet and what they're being fed or even down to quantity of food some dogs if you if you feed them too much then you notice it at the other end that their gut is like nope i cannot cope with that and so this is where you might want to think about a daily supplement as well and it's amazing what you can actually achieve through a daily supplement and you know take pro Bio K9 as an example, the the one that we developed, this formulation that we developed through AOK9. And what that does is effectively provides daily probiotics to support that gut wellness, which in turn helps the stool, which in turn helps the brain and behavior as well, which is really cool. And it has those, you know, daily binders to keep the picture looking good. So especially for those maybe very sensitive dogs or dogs that are maybe a little bit prone to this, gut, yeah. gut well-being, stool quality, and actually anal gland condition as well all being supported through the daily use of a good probiotic no different to you or or I taking a probiotic exactly and then you know that for those of you with dogs with anal gland struggles and you're having to go to the vet um, on a very regular basis to have their their anal glands expressed and see that's not really helping their behavior and how they feel about the vet or their relationship potentially with the whole experience you as well we we developed probio canine with that in mind because there is actually um, evidence uh, to to show that you know fecal bulk can can help with anal gland wellness but also probiotics interestingly can really help dogs with with chronic anal gland struggles where they're having to be repeatedly expressed so um if you've got a dog where you're looking to really support their gut to support them overall but also support their anal glands and their stools and everything else then probio canine would be a really good consideration for that day-to-day support now in addition to you know the supplements another part of day-to-day support that can be really valuable is getting your dog used to having their their abdomen their tummy handled and and, and massaged because there's a small amount of fluid within the, abdom- the abdominal cavity that is meant to be nicely distributed across all the organs so that they can all glide across one another and everything's meant to be you know really kind of like like smooth and 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 really there should be no areas of dry and, and, and inflammation within that abdomen. 
actually massage can really help, especially when your dog's having one of these struggles and when, as long as they've got no discomfort in that area, actually just massaging them there can really, really help support that process. Another area that's worth doing on a day-to-day basis rather than actually wait for a problem is my dogs do get used to eating little bits of supplement in their mm. um, bowl or on their calm mat or whatever we might do. And as much as we say ditch the bowl, absolutely in a situation like this, I've got no problem giving them a little part of their dinner mixed in with something, very yeah. small amount, just so they've rehearsed the process of doing it. You might, like I do with Blink, mix it up and put it in a Kong or a bone, mm. yeah. or you might mix it up and put it on their calm mat, or you might mix it up and have it in a bowl just to get them to take it. And yeah. um, however you might do it, I think it's a good rehearsal to just take a small sort of morsel of food with something yeah. mixed in like the ProBio or something like Calm Canine, something that's good for your yeah. dog. So they know yeah. the rehearsal of doing that. I found that very easy to get my dogs to take something. Whereas years ago, I had very, very fussy sort of eaters because I'd overindulged to a degree and mm-hmm. um, some of that. And, and I think also um, I had dogs who were much more finicky. Mm-hmm. Um, my late dog Poppy, much more finicky about what she would take and she'd suss everything out. But I do believe that's a whole way of training because I don't have a dog like that now. So I believe it's the whole sort of training process that we do with absolute dogs. And, you know, on the subject of ditch the bowl, you know, it used to be thought and there's still some, you know incorrect information out there that you know if your dog has um a bout of diarrhea or has a loose stool that we should we should starve them for the day we should not give them any food actually increasingly it's being understood that it's really important that you're that you're feeding your dog to provide energy to those healing gastrointestinal cells the point is though that we need to be really careful about not chucking a, a massive bowl of food in front and of them and something that's really rich yeah and the gastrointestinal cells going oh my god we can't cope with that there's some more diarrhea to deal with and therefore they you know they become injured more actually very very small frequent meals where you've maybe got some rescue canine on there that is going to be a great way of providing energy to those healing cells right tom and small amounts Exactly. And it means that you're not shocking the the digestive tract with this massive, rich meal. And I think the other thing that's worth acknowledging is um, actually if a dog gets used to rejecting food, they mm. continue to reject more and yeah. more. So very small amounts that they don't reject, mm. that they consume, and then hopefully they consume a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So, we, you know, we wanted to, to talk to you and teach you on this in this episode because there's so much information out there that isn't accurate, isn't correct. And um, we want you to be aware of you know what you have control over and what how you can support your dog as well as you know when it is that you need to consult your vet and work as a team and with your vet last one very quickly tom should you train a dog like this you know what with tokyo and with blink i did carry on doing little bits blink mm-hmm. i had to do a little bit less because she looked rather large mm-hmm. at tokyo i had to be aware of what i was doing away from the environment but i did things like scatter feeding yeah. so he had some of his food with rescue canine rubbed all over it mm-hmm. scattered in the grass and that was a bucket emptier mm-hmm. plus it was was also the opportunity for him to do a little bit of like learning in a new environment yeah. so I didn't overtrain him no I didn't train him high arousal things so I think it was all on a case-by-case basis no of course you would not be training a dog who's looking lethargic and um, needing hydration uh, but absolutely you might still be continuing to with blink to sort of gently let her stretch herself out mm-hmm. um, or um, Tokyo and, yeah. and those of you a friend of mine was really chuckling because Blink did probably consume almost her own body weight in kibble, it looked mm. like. Um, she really did ex- expand. And you know what? Actually, it did upset her tummy, but I didn't mean I didn't do anything at all with her. I could still kind of mooch her around a little bit and do little and bits movement, with her. Movement is her. important when, you, when you're when you having gastrointestinal struggles. In fact, part of digestion 
is movement. Moving. The movement of the whole body helps with digestion. I mean, in, you know, in some species like horses, it's totally dependent on movement. Um, whereas in the dog and in humans, there, there's a contribution there. So the last thing you want to do is then contain your dog and not allow them to because that's going to impact their digestive health even more. So there's lots of information out there. Now you've got the information that is the, you know, the game changer information, the transformational information. You're the very best dog owner your dog could ever wish for. You're listening to this podcast, skilling yourself up. And whether you have a dog that um, has perfect stools all the time, not many of those exist, or whether you have a dog that has some real struggles, there are things that you can do. Feel empowered, not disempowered. Absolutely. Check those products out on the AOK9 website. They're there for you to have a look at. And there's a great quiz over on a-ok9.com that you can do that will help you out with the ingredients that you should be, you know, feeding your dog and considering. That was this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. We will see you next week. And remember, stay sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel challenge? It's a 25-day online video program. Huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today. Where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.